Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You draft the kid who's got it. You don't bottle it. Unleash the it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It'll be a throw from Berrios to Zach Wilson for the touchdown. Double dog. He missed it. Double dog. Double dog. Unfortunately, and we lost the game. Today's guests. Two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I look down, I see a lot of blinking lights. It's great. That means we have interaction. That means fans want to talk to us, and we definitely want to talk to you here on the Roku channel, channel 210. We are live here now. If you're watching one of the re-airs, I'm sorry to say the word live. When it says replay in the top of the corner, I'm not trying to throw you off. It's not a little okey-doke. It's just us re-airing all the time on the Roku channel, channel 210. We love our partnership with our new friends at Roku, which is free. Uh, when the Roku channel is free on all Roku devices, on Amazon Fire TV, Samsung Smart TVs. Uh, the Roku app has the Roku channel on it. It's free there. And the RokuChannel.com is how you can watch us every single day. Uh, through the internet stream, um, on a desktop, on a laptop, what have you. It's all free. We say hello to those listening to us on Sirius XM, on Odyssey, on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Affiliate, and our podcast as well. Give us a follow there on our podcast, to subscribe, as well as uh, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. So much going on in the NFL. There's a lot of injury news to get to. We will get to that this hour. The same thing with my top five surprises of the 2022 season. Albert Breer joins us in hour number three, and that's when we're going to do Overreaction Monday with Chris Brockman, the always popular yeah. Monday segment. Yeah. But right now with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo in their posts, as well as my friend TJ Jefferson sitting in his spot Hello, as friends. well, it's now time for our regular Monday guest. He is the host of the Greenlight Podcast. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ back on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Our friend Chris Long is here. How you doing, Chris? What's up, my guy? How are you? I am doing well. Um, I, I got to tell you, uh, didn't get much cardio in until I watched the Chiefs last night. Um, that got my heart race going. Uh, yeah. I, what What do you think of when you watch an offense operate like that against the number one scoring defense like they did on Sunday night, Chris? Well, I think, you know, this is the team that yeah, I, I counted them 603 days ago or whatever it was. That we, uh, Super Bowl, Pat's been waiting. Patrick's been waiting to play this team and, you know, waiting to have an offensive line to roll out um, when they do play this team. And, you know, Shaq Barrett had talked about how they were going to have a big game on the edge and that sort of thing. Like, I don't know if that was the right thing to do. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes seems like a grudge-holding guy, doesn't he? Um, And and a guy that could not wait to play Tom Brady again. I mean, obviously he loves and respects that guy, but um, nobody wants to win more than Patrick Mahomes. And, and, you know, to do it the way they did it – First off, you don't spot the Chiefs seven points like that on special teams. So as soon as that happened, you felt pretty good about them dictating in terms of the game. But they're able to run the ball. Edwards Alaire is running hard. I think a little competition is good for him. Um, and, and throwing the ball to a bunch of guys that, quite frankly, uh, some of them you hadn't really heard of before this year. And Juju, is, uh, Smith-Schuster is doing a really good job. Um, you know, the, the, Travis Kelsey's automatic. You saw that right away in the red zone. 
Um, but a ton of targets that you just and, – and really for Brady, too. Like a bunch of guys catching balls that you're like, who is this guy? Um, the difference is it's just working a lot more seamlessly uh, for the Chiefs and their, and their guys up front, one through five, playing real well. I mean, they've retooled pretty quickly. I mean, they lost a couple of their guys uh, off that Super Bowl run and kind of had to re- reshuffle. There's a lot of new faces, but um, they're playing well up front. Well, I mean, you, you, you look at all of the different people, as you mentioned, who did contribute for the Chiefs yesterday, and Isaiah Pacheco, their seventh-round pick yeah. out of Rutgers, looking um, looking like Zeke Elliott sometimes, you know? He, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. Bill, he, was, Bill, he was big. Bill and Belichick's got to be pissed, man. He know he likes those Rutgers guys. I know. He's, <laughs> I know, he's I calling up Shiana. He's like, how the, hell did, how the hell did we miss this guy? And I'm sure he's using yeah. but so yeah. So w- when you put it all together, you're, you, you're always attuned to the narrative that the Chiefs missed Tyreek Hill in the last two weeks supposedly were exhibits A and B about that, and then we see last night. So is this the Chiefs offense you think we're going to see more often than not the rest of the year, even getting better? I, I don't want to overreact. I mean, just a week ago, um, they lost to the Colts. So, you know, we, we do this through the first month of the season. We, we ride these ebbs and flows, and, you know, week one they go out and, and just uh, they dominate the cards. And, you know, people who are adept realize that that's not really – that's not like a big deal um, by their standards. They have some dips in production over the next couple weeks, and then they look great last night. I think this is going to be a work in progress, but the top end speed of this offense, and I mean that like uh, metaphorically, like what they can get to as an offense um, and, and the type of points they can put up when they're humming, their, their top end speed is still the same. They just get to it a different way. Um, and, and when you look at Tyreek, I mean, I think a, a big difference uh, that he would make is you can get you can be a lot of uh, more jet sweeps, explosives in the run game. Um, those big explosive plays in the run game, honestly, I think ironically are, are what they've been missing a little bit without him. So, um, you know, they, 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 Andy Reid led a top five offense with Alex Smith. That's not that's not a slight, you know, against Alex Smith, who I really respect, but like he's not Patrick Mahomes. Um, and we know what the problem is. We've had an entire off season or part of an off season to, uh, to diagnose it and, and, and make the situation better. So I think Andy Reid's plenty smart enough to do that. So then on the flip side, your former Super Bowl um, teammate, Tommy, what do you think when he's waking up and he looks at the ceiling for the first time, other than wondering, you know, what smoothie he's going to have for the, for breakfast? Yeah. What is, what do you think he's thinking this morning? I don't think he's thinking like, get me out of here. But I do think that like, you know, the difference in, uh, in, in what he had just two years ago in the game I talked about. And now is it's striking the difference in, in the roster quality offensively. I mean, I know that, you know, we've talked about this. They've added some pieces, um, veteran pieces, you know, you get Godwin back that, that sort of thing gauge, but it showed up again and again over these first couple games, you know, Mike Evans can't do everything himself and he's an incredible ball player. Um, but you know, you, you got to have other guys that you can go to and who are going to be healthy. You know, Julio was a great addition, but can Julio stay healthy? You know, Gage was limping around last night a little bit. Um, Godwin was limping around. I mean, he, he, he's coming off an ACL. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Brait's a good player. They've got, they've still got tight ends that can get involved in the pass game, but you don't have Gronk and middle of that offensive line, man. So, I mean, if you're Brady, I mean, you saw it on the Sneed strip sack last night he's 
he's on the sideline and I'm reading his lips and he's saying, and he, he's open and we got this guy open. Like, it's just a frustrating time for him. You know, like I, I feel like in his competitive mind, he, he feels like we, we can still be great if we're perfect. And he likes to pursue that perfection, but it's going to be hard with this team, man. And, you know, I, I had the underwind total on the, on the bucks, uh-huh. um, you know, and uh, I can't say that, that the struggles offensively surprised me. Um, defensively, though, they, they have to play better than that because the only way that they're going to make a deep playoff run is going to be winning those games, you know, 24-20, uh, you know, 27-24, something like that. Like, those are the types of ball games they're going to have to be in with these high-powered offenses. They can't let Patrick Mahomes kick the door down and expect to win a shootout. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. So many different ways to go with you on the Ravens and Bills game, but I'll go with you uh, through this door. Marcus Peters being very upset with John Harbaugh after Harbaugh went for it on fourth and goal rather than kicking a field goal and leaving it up to the defense. Um, What did you think of when you saw that? Chris Long. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I, you know, I, I don't. I haven't really checked the temperature of the room to see what most people are thinking, but I, I think, you know, I think, you know, the ease with which they moved the ball down the field, the Bills, that is, um, and 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 they slowed down to kick that field goal, but they would have scored a touchdown. And if you've watched the Ravens play this year, you know uh, that that secondary's had trouble when somebody's in two minutes. And we saw it with Miami, that sort of thing. I mean, they were in two-minute pretty much the whole second, not two-minute, but uh, you're in softer coverage. You have to defend the team. It's got a lot of ground to make up. And the Bills the Bills went down and, and uh, were in position to score a touchdown pretty quick. So <clears throat> I got no problem with it. Uh, I think if, he, if, if they make that play, everybody says what a genius Harbaugh is. Everybody's rolling the B-roll of him, you know, uh, letting Lamar make the decision. Uh, that's the way things go. Uh, the only problem I have with it, and we saw this in the Miami-Buffalo game a week or two ago, is when Buffalo kind of laid up a little bit to, to ensure that Miami didn't have a ton of time but tried to score a touchdown, you ended up with the butt, uh, the butt punt, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you want out of a fourth and goal to go, right? If you don't get it, I would have felt great, even with the, the struggles that Baltimore's had defensively, if they'd have got stopped on the one. So a lot of people are talking about, hey, Lamar, you know, he wants that throw back. No, he doesn't. He he has to throw that ball. You know, like the only thing I wish is that it wasn't picked for a touchback. You know, unless somebody was wide open that play, um, I I think it's ridiculous to put that on Lamar. Like you you call that play. uh, And Poyer made a great play. He was on the end in the word Ravens in the end zone. I mean, he was fought, he was turned around on the end, facing the other way, pivots, comes back, and makes a great play. Second pick of the game, somebody they're really happy to have back. So I have no problem with that. And I think the play of the game for the Ravens, or, or for the Bills, rather, was blowing up that second down play. You know, first they knock it down uh, at the one or the two and give, give themselves a chance to, to put up a goal line stand. That second down play, number 93 doesn't get enough credit. He gets so little credit that I've yet to learn his name today. Uh, <laughs> but Milano got all of the, the credit on that TFL. He played great. Edmonds was really active in the second half. But this kid swims the tackle, blows up Ricard, and the puller that's supposed to come from Milano. And that's the type of stuff 
that uh, that can kill a low red zone possession, and it did. Um, so that was a huge goal line stand. The only throw Lamar wants back is the third and seven to Mark or not the third and seven to Mark Andrews uh, in the red zone. They're up fourteen three early in the game. They get Andrews in the corner, um, and he's open, and Lamar goes out of the back of the end zone. They go up twenty one three there. I don't know. You know, I don't know if Buffalo can get back in that game. Um, so that that was probably the one throw he really wants back. I thought Lamar played fine, man. Well, I, I mean, the Ravens, the right. Ravens have to learn how to close out games. They get Dobbins back, so we'll see. Well, he got he got you know he 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 had a rush in his face, so he didn't see the wide open receiver on that fourth and goal. And um and and you're right, like you know, had that been a touchdown, we'd be talking about what a genius John Harbaugh is in the same way that we're talking about what a genius Brian Dable was to go for two in week one. And look at the Giants, right? They're three and one right now. It yeah. totally changed everything. But you know, uh, I think some Ravens fans would say that the the game that the the play that changed everything was the roughing the passer call on Brandon oh, Stevens. Yeah, that was a bad call. That was terrible. And I, I mean, like th- these things should be reviewable. I think certainly, you know, three forty five Park Avenue in the in the NFL officiating um, center should be at least chiming in on that Hawkeye system. I don't know if that's if that's allowable yet. Like the competition competition committee hasn't reached that. But I mean, I'm sure you've it's, been a recipient yeah. of those flags before. It's it's terrible. It's just absolutely it's terrible. Third and fifteen. I think it's third and fifteen if that call isn't made. So, you know, at the very least, they're going to get another chance. The Ravens are, I would think. Um, now Josh could have converted, and you sure. know that could have been all broke, right. but. You know, like I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they they have to be able to review that. I, I tend to agree with you. If they can review that without slowing the game down, because some of these these are so obvious. You know, some of these are so obvious to me that if there's somebody watching a tight shot of the game before you can announce what the penalty is, you can pick it up. Yeah, no, they're you're, doing. You're they're also doing that, that Chris. They're also doing that for for change of possession. You know, like yeah, yeah, ruling on the field that was a fumble suddenly isn't. You know, second down, yeah. and you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, because they yeah. reviewed it in the interim. Like that, they, they're yeah. they can be that quick, and I think they should do that for for roughing the passer. I'm, I, I mean, what what what's like the most frustrating? Com- like, what's that conversation like between you and the official after a moment like that? I mean, well, it's 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 so frustrating because there's nothing you can say to him because you know it's so final, and you're almost like just wait and see, man. Like just you just, just wait and see, and you want to be there when he watches. <laughs> you want to see how he screwed the game up. You know what I mean? Like you want to be over his shoulder <laughs> in that little tiny TV that he goes to to watch these replays, uh, so you can tell him to his face that he blew the game for your team. But this is a reality. Like you know, passers are going to be protected. And they're definitely going to be protected uh, in the wake of everything we've seen with the head injuries earlier this year and like and Tua and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, it's it's part of the deal, but I wish they had a mechanism, Rich. I agree. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few minutes left with the Greenlight Podcast host here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going on in the Steelers locker room right now, do you think, with Trubisky getting benched and Pickett came in, threw an interception, but definitely gave the burst? What do you think is going on in that locker room right now? Well, I, th- I think I think they're rolling with the punches, man. You know, um, I, I think this is a team that that has some some talented players, and I think the frustrating thing is, for whatever reason, with Mitch, it just didn't feel like they got up to, to top speed. And um, you know, I, I think he, they didn't help this kid with some of the drops over the last couple of weeks, um, but. 
they're just not explosive with, with the guy. And it's not like Pickett's going to be, you know, 50 yards down the field all game. There's going to be a lot of Dinkin and Duncan. But, you know, the first pass, he goes out there and tries to wing it. Uh, and I think uh, it's reasonable to, to say that, that that wasn't a terrible throw and maybe shouldn't have been intercepted. You make a little bit more competitive play on the football. Um, I think he could give them a spark. I was wrong. I thought Trubisky would be able to hold on longer in, in Pittsburgh. But you can't – I'm not saying you can't go back now, but it's really hard to go back. And I know Beef flows on that staff up there, and maybe he's in, um, in Tomlin's there, and he's like, hey, I've done the two-quarterback thing before. You know, but there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick on this team. There's nobody who's got the, you know, the top end uh, kind of production of a Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've kind of got two game managers. One's younger and has a higher ceiling, so it seems. And then uh, Jerry Jones said to Cooper Rush, "Hey, put uh, put a quarterback controversy on my plate." He's now three and zero. I still don't think that that there's a quarterback controversy there. But no. what do you what do you think? I mean, I could be wrong. I can only tell you what I'd do if I was Jerry. I'd give the guy that's, that's uh, been wildly productive for you and, and been through a lot uh, a chance uh, to come back and, and show that he can match Cooper Rush's production. And really, it's not even about Cooper Rush's production. It's just about winning games. It's about the rest of the team playing well. And we always talk about this when a, when a backup comes in the game, people elevate their level of play. It's like without even knowing it. You know, um, people overcompensate uh, for each other. Offense is overcompensating for defense. The offensive line is blocking a little bit better. You know, defense is playing a little tighter because, you know, maybe you don't have that explosive offense. Another thing is the Cowboys are getting healthier uh, outside, right? Um, so when, when Dak gets back, I hope they give him, uh, you know, a fair shake here. I don't know why they wouldn't. Do um, you think there's a controversy in New England there? there uh, <laughs> With the Zappy? The zappy, the zappy <laughs> moment. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hey, man, no. I, I, if Mac Jones isn't can't go next week, that's Zappy's gig, man. I think. You think so? I think it's Hoyer's gig. Come man. on, that's oh, come what on. Did you, what did you see? All right, so uh, here's the deal. And by the way, I want. I just wanted to shout out. I want to get to this game so I can shout out with Sean Gary, your, sure. your Michigan guy. He was great, didn't he? He's I mean, that defense is no off. joke. Yeah, He's but. playing his butt off. But like. Uh, but happy man, he he sets so deep. His release is really long. You know, like the ball does take a second to get there. I'm not piling on the kid, but Brian Hoyer, they they were efficient early in that game. It's not like Hoyer was thinking it up. I I think Bill had a great game plan, and that was going down to the wire, no matter what. So I, that was an interesting ball game. That was maybe the most interesting game yesterday for me. Bill just saying, "Hey, we're going big personnel." like 20 times. Like, we're just going to run the ball obnoxiously. And we're going to see if we stop it. And, uh, and, and it did soften the Packers up a little bit, and they were able to, to hang in there. But who's more soft than the Lions' defense right now? That's next for them. Let's see, let's see a little Western Kentucky action against the defense that's given up 50. You know, let's oh, roll. Gosh, I, Come on. I, so I feel, ba- I feel bad that we were just talking about this, man. Try to think back to the last team that was so prolific offensively and so bad defensively. I was thinking about the Saints in 2012. You remember when Spags was the D.C. in New Orleans? Um, and, you know, obviously they put up big numbers, but that team ends up 7-9. and nine. And most of these teams that are real good in one area and real bad in the other, they end up kind of 7-9, and nine, or now it would be, you know, 7-10 and 10 or whatever, or 8-9. Eight and, eight and nine. But um, that math is tough for me, you know. Um, but it, it's you end up in the middle. And I think for Detroit, if you said at the beginning of the season, 
this is going to be a, a just under 500 team, you would have said, like, they're, they're taking great steps, right? But I think the tough thing is that Dan and the Lions showed us that they're, they're actually pretty capable. And so now we want more, right? And, uh, and I think that's tough for them, man. They've played themselves into a situation where their standard is higher than it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, 7-10, and 8-9 Detroit Lions would have sounded pretty palatable to somebody living in Detroit this year. But not the way they're losing these games, man. It's frustrating. You're getting 45 points out of a Jared, Jared Goff-led offense. Like, they're legit offensively with, no, with a bunch of guys down yesterday. Last one for you, Chris Long. Last one for you. What'd you think when you saw Jason Kelsey ask Doug Peterson for his uh, rain jacket or his Man. his? I mean, a jersey slicker exchange? Yeah. What, what'd you think that, of that, that one? Warmed, that warmed my heart, Rich. Uh, you know, knowing what those you know what we all went through that year and um, just kind of the effect that Doug had on our team, and you can see it. You can see the effect he's had on Jacksonville. And they jumped Philly yesterday. They just couldn't finish. Um, the turnover stuff dried up for them and actually went the other way. So, but you know, Doug coming back home, I was, I was there, Rich. I was, I was at the, the game and I got to see Doug briefly and kind of like the reception he got really rainy, nasty day in Philly yesterday. It was a gutsy win, but uh, you know, like seeing Doug hu- get, getting hugs from all the players and it just, it was awesome for a city that, you know, they're going to, they're going to boo you if they can. Uh, there's a lot of respect for that guy. No question. Uh, you could see that, and you're right that uh, Jacksonville came in and jumped him. But they also jammed 200 rushing yards down one of the one of the best stout young defensive lines, front sevens. I mean, yeah. we're, 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 we're entering the they're really legit realm for the Eagles right now. They're, Wouldn't you agree? They're really good. They're really good. They can beat you a lot of different ways, man. I mean, think about that. To go down 14 nothing. And it's raining, like, sideways, man. It was cold. It was rainy. And you're thinking, oh, we got to throw the ball a little bit. But they, they just stuck to the game plan. And uh, when you have an offensive line like that, man, I, I don't think those guys get enough credit. You know, Lane Johnson not in the top 100 this year, for whatever that's worth. Um, there's not a guy he can't block in the NFL. And, you know, not saying that uh, this young kid, uh, Trayvon Walker's, you know, a top, top five rusher in the NFL, but he did a really nice job on him yesterday. Um, they had some injuries up front. I think Jordan left the game for a little bit at least. And so um, they just they just seem to – Jeff Stoutland is, a, is as good an offensive line coach as there is in the league, and, and, and they do a great job. They flipped – the Eagles' window I thought was closed. Like, it was closed, Rich. Like, they changed quarterbacks. Like, the whole thing. The offensive line, the, a bunch of pieces changed. The personality of this team changed. Coach changed. And it's, Everything. it's open again, dude. And and guess what? They got New Orleans pick. Like, so, and that keeps getting better. I mean, this is a team that when you look at them on paper, you're like, Bradbury played well. Reddick played well. All these guys you bring in, Rich, that are new faces, um, you're looking at this team, they're kind of like a, a mini all-star team, and you're looking at them saying, like, there's no way this team's going to be good next year, right? They're not set up for the long haul. They've probably burned a bunch of draft capital, that sort of thing. They've stuck the landing on this thing. You know, um, so I, I, I'm, I'm really hats off to Howie Roseman. All right, so who's on uh, the pod this week, Chris? So we're finally actually getting Von Miller tomorrow, so... You know, I, you I don't like having people. I don't like having people on after they they lose. I got you. Uh, so you're gonna so, you, you got it because I was gonna say I noticed he didn't uh, 
you know, appear, but this is yeah. There was there was a there was a. You sure you want to come on this week, man? And, right. You know, I don't like having people on after they lose. That sucks. I've been there a bunch of times. So hopefully uh, on Wednesday you'll be hearing a uh, you know some Vaughn Miller, and then uh, you know you get Stanford Steve on Friday and that sort of thing, and just wrap the pot with Kyle and uh, my co-host Macon as well. So Beautiful. we are uh, we're rolling. Well, if you want, so I, I, you're, you're great without a suggestion, but I'll give you one anyway. Uh, you should ask Vaughn Miller if he's ever had a coach. That came up to him after the game said, "Look, we 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 could have kicked the field goal, but it's a four percent better chance of winning if we get the touchdown." And see how that worked. Is if that's ever happened to Von Miller in his career? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I Marcus Peters was upset, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't mind that decision. No, I, I know. I just don't know if the math's going to help. Hey, look, our, our if we kick the field goal, we got a sixty nine point three percent chance of winning. And then, you know, like, I just don't know how that works. Uh, but I don't know how the, you know, analytics are great, but context matters, right? Of course. No, and, and, you know, and he knows, the, he knows the team. I got it. Yeah. So, Chris, thanks for the call, brother. As always, love, uh, love having you on Mondays. Thank you. Rich, appreciate you, man. Right back at you, at Joel91 on Twitter, at LaFlamaBlanca95 on IG. Of course, get the Greenlight podcast where all podcasts are acquired with Chris Long. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. When we come back, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Top five surprises of the season so far. And some big-time injury news that will no doubt affect your fantasy team and real teams. That's when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Looking to buy a new home? Maybe Federal yeah. Credit Union has loan options and resources to help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute $1,000 as a lender credit towards uh, closing costs on your new home. How about that? Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. And that's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you. So the home loan process is as smooth an experience as possible. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after the 16th of uh, September may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs applied at closing. So that's going on right now with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer. For details, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go to Alex in Queens, New York, home of TJ's second-place New York Mets. What's going on, Alex? Hey, Dickie Eyes. What's up, Alex? What's up, guy? You know what? It's crazy how on a Sunday I thought I would be celebrating the Mets, taking a sweep of the Braves. But it wasn't the Mets that made me happy. It was those J-E-T-S-S. That's right. Yeah, baby. I love it. But let's talk about let's talk about Z Dub, my man, Bazooka Zach. Bazooka Zach. Love the poison in the fourth quarter. Z Dub. Flag here, flag there. March the team down the field. I loved it. However, uh oh, yeah, no, it's we're 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 getting there. What's with Zach's inability to to hit the short throw, the swing pass? The five-yard check Yeah, down. the boring, like, the boring stuff. That's what the coach said last year. Play boring. He'll get there. We're going to 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 get there, man. He making, he's made plays in the fourth quarter. Here we go. And just, you know, here we go. Brees Hall's going to get the ball more now, I think. And the young kids are good. And, and they rearranged their offensive line. They put Vera Tucker out at left tackle. and they, I mean, it worked out. It worked out. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I know. I'm seeing a little, little uh, Sanchezian decision making sometimes. Sanchezian, Sanchezian, very interesting, very good. Gets me a little worried. But hey, a win is a win is a win. I'll take it. Two and two. I appreciate. You know, on to Miami. Okay, Alex, and hang in there with your Mets. Mets fans thinking they lost the season. They're going to a hundred win team here. Mets fans uh, are just here's like, the difference. So, wow. TJ, TJ, I, I told this to Cooper last night because he's interested in this sort of stuff, even though he roots for the proper New York team in the household. Wow. Um, on one the hand, he's a no, <laughs> on one hand, on one hand, you're now in a wild card round at home mm-hmm. against the San Diego Padres, uh-huh. and then. If you win that, you take on the Dodgers. Oh. Or, on the other hand, you're off. You don't put anything on the line. You watch everybody else play but the Dodgers. And you get your pitching all settled. And you get everybody all healthy best you can. And you play the winner of, what is that, uh, Philadelphia and St. Louis. St. Louis. At home. Instead of being the road team in Los Angeles. Eh, it's a big difference. Yeah. Pretty big difference. 
It's all right. It's all right. They still they still got Buck, and I think that's when you're going to really see it. Yeah, like, I they got feel, DeGrom. They got I DeGrom. Like we choke. People are like, choke. I don't feel like choked. The Braves are an exceptionally good baseball have, team. They're the defending champions. But like, they're also, what, they're like 75 and 30-something in their last 100-plus? Oh, I was doing, June that, one. I was doing yeah, the math. They're winning, like, uh, well, they're, they're winning yeah. like a, an insane clip. Mets are still 9,900 win ball club. Okay. The Braves are just phenomenal, man. Well, I don't think the, the Mets choked. I mean, they have 98 wins. Fourth I know. most in major yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, the Braves. Oh, it's just they've Braves. only been in first place for much of the season, and all I hear are the trumpets the Braves from caught. Queens, from all my all my Mets friends who are texting me. Yeah, all I hear is the trumpets, Timmy Trumpets. Yankees, Yankees are sitting back. Smoking a cigar, feet on the table. Oh, first of all, you were telling you stop being a oh, you stop being a baseball fan halfway through the season. No, I wouldn't hear. No, yeah, he's still a fan. I'm, I'm paying. Yeah, I'm paying. Give up strict attention. Strict you attention. Yeah, you did. Who you, goes you, further in the playoffs? August. Mets or Yankees? Oh. Well, I'll take the Yankees because we're at least in the second round of the playoffs. We don't have to lift a finger. I'll take the Yanks. Man, you are you're I'll saying the with chest where as you were oh, yeah. saying with your chest Juan a few weeks Soto's ago. Juan Soto is coming to Queens, right? See, we don't. This is the rich I don't like. I get it. It's okay. This is the rich I don't. I won't want this rich. I want August rich. Yeah, baby. Baseball, what? I'm just still got a better record than Yankees. I'm just getting by the way. I I, I say things with my chest these days, which you normally like. Yeah, but not not in this particular (laughs) case because our team has a better record than yours. I need NFL Films music, please. NFL Films music, just get just get me in the mood here. Just hit it, hit it. Just give me some NFL Films music, and I get in the mood because we're at the quarter post point of the NFL season. And I've got a top five list. Top five surprises. The most surprising aspects of this 2022 season at this point in time. You just made the list. Here we go. (laughs) Number five on this list of the most surprising aspects. The fifth most surprising aspect of this season to this point. Number five. Pete Carroll's kids are all right. How about that? Oh, People oh, talking about right. Pete Carroll's oh, kids. Oh, 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 right. on the clock. Yeah. Or what? There's another way of seeing it. There's another way of saying it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pete Carroll's kids are all right. Or the Seahawks are not in the crapper. Hmm. Don't call the cart for this crap joint. Come on. No, sir. <laughs> Pete Carroll's kids are all right. Two and two. By the end of the night, that might be good enough for a piece of first place in the division. And, uh, hold on, Geno Smith is cooking. Oh, he is Geno right. Smith, Gino, through Gino, the first quarter Gino, of this season, Gino. 77.3% completion. That was pizza. That the NFL, right? That's the highest mark through four games among quarterbacks with at least 125 passing attempts ever. Ever! And Rashawn Penny is running the ball. And in Detroit yesterday... Zero sacks of Geno. 48 points. Wow. How about them apples? Two and two, Seattle Seahawks. That is a surprise. You certainly didn't see it, sir. I'm going to talk about them being first on the clock next April. That's not walking through that door right now. And with Prez out for a considerable amount of time. No Jamal Adams? They're two and two. Number four on this list, another two and two team. You want to talk about surprises? How about the second place Atlanta Falcons? How about that? They're putting Cordero Patterson on the shelf now for the next four games. They IR'd him today after he had a surgical procedure this very morning after the win over the Cleveland Browns yesterday. They took the two-headed rushing monster of the Cleveland Browns and said, okay, Nick Chubb, thanks for coming back to uh, the state of Georgia. But here comes a bunch of guys you've never heard of. And 
Arthur Smith's team is 2-2. Two and two. That's good enough for second place. Saints and the Panthers are looking up at the Falcons right now. Nobody, I, I thought Desmond Ritter would be the first guy in as a rookie. And Kenny Pickett's already beaten Desmond Ritter to that door. Seeing him, or I guess Bailey Zappi beat everybody. But long story short, Falcons are in a pretty damn good position right now. At 2-2, two and two, same record as the Bucks. We'll talk about surprises. That's one right there. And first place is on the line next week in Atlanta. What if the Falcons win that game? That's number four on the list. Number three on the list, Kansas City fans would say, why is this surprising? But the rest of the football world said the AFC West was going to be the toughest division we maybe have ever seen. And the AFC West is not what we thought it was. That's number three on the list. Now then, Kansas City fans will be like, well, yeah, it's exactly the way it's been the last six years. Everyone else calls us daddy. But that's not the way this thing was all drawn up. We're supposed to miss Tyreek Hill. And I thought the Raiders had a chance to win the division. And they're two back and do take on the Chiefs next week. And they can take a nice step forward in a Monday night week five finale to try and make it a, a bit of a race. But, you know, I, I guess the Chargers, you could say, are are in this mix. And the Broncos are, despite Javante Williams now being out for the rest of the season. But... This doesn't look like the toughest division in football that's going to threaten the Chiefs' six straight division wins right now. That's kind of a surprise, I think, after we talked about the AFC West all offseason long. Number two, the second most surprising aspect of this season through four weeks, and I'm going to say it higher register. The NFC East is the best division in football? Yeah. Ah, huh? The only undefeated remaining team through four weeks is in the NFC East? And the New York Giants at 3-1? and one? How about this? The Packers in surviving against the Patriots yesterday kept them above 500. And as the Giants now head to London along with the Packers, it's the 32nd London game in the history of the NFL. It's the first one featuring both teams having winning records because the Giants are 3-1 and one going there too. And the Cowboys lose Dak Prescott. In their home opening loss, and Cooper Rush has won three in a row. MVP. So I'll say it again, despite the commander showing up in Steelers-looking uniforms with Carson Wentz looking like that Colts quarterback that they sent and banished to D.C. The NFC East is the best division in football. (laughs) And then number one on this list, the most surprising aspect to me, everybody thought it could be possible, I guess. With the additions, I guess. And with a new head coach who's kind of a mad scientist, I guess. But number one, the most surprising aspect in my estimation through the first four weeks of this NFL season is the Miami Dolphins can win it all. Now, I know Tua got all banged up, and he is, in fact, been announced that he is out for next week against the Jets, and it will be Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets. But when this offense is cooking and Tua looks the way that he looked, and I think Teddy Bridgewater will be able to sling it and may have a, a tremendous opportunity once again in front of him. But that defense is no joke, and this coach can get these guys open. And in my estimation, they're already one up on the Bills, and they have that in their back pocket all the way to week 15 if they just can win as many games as the Bills, who are going to play a lot of games at home. The Bills are 3-1 and one with three road games, very tough road games that they've negotiated with only one loss in those three games. 
I, 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 I didn't think the Dolphins could have a chance to win this conference and have a chance to maybe win it all. If they can put up points like they have and play defense like they have, and that's my list of the five most surprising aspects through four weeks. Okay. Let's take a break. More phone calls when we come back. The world of college football has crashed into the professional world. We'll talk about what's going on in college football. A Wisconsin opening has created some rumbles halfway across the country. That's next here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel and more. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh my! He's, he's on that Mike Thomas. I was just rejoining us on our terrestrial radio outfit. We just had. I mean, our phone lines are. are I know they're lit, but that was on fire. On fire! Fire! Man. John Harbaugh replace him with Rex Ryan. Hitting it a little early. Hey, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> it appears Baker Mayfield's starting career is in a crossroads. Uh, if if Sam if Sam Darnold's high ankle sprain wasn't so damn high. severe and high, yeah. um, he would be eligible to return from injured reserve this week and add some very interesting choices to Matt Rule's mix, but apparently, according to Adam Schefter, that he's not ready to come off of IR. Baker Mayfield with nine tipped passes yesterday. Two of them were turnovers. One off of J.J. Watt's hands wound up in being an interception, and then another one on fourth and one was a turnover on downs. And... It, it did not look pretty yesterday as Arizona once again comes to – I guess there's two choices for Arizona. Get blown out at home or get blown out or fall down on the road and then come back and win. They're 2-2. Two and 0-2 two. Oh two at home, now 2-0 and oh on the road. They came back from 20 nothing down in Vegas to win. And yesterday it was 10-3 and they scored 23 unanswered on Carolina. And it looks pretty damn ugly. And they're booing in Carolina. And Baker's one and three saying they're going to figure this thing out. And if you're a Carolina fan, you're like, okay, really? Because I saw what Mahomes looked like last night. We're not close to that. I see what, you know, Tua looks like. We're not close to that. You know? I see what Josh Allen looks like. I see what Lamar looks like. And he's in our in the same draft class. Not close to that. But... 
there's still time. One in three is not a death sentence. The Carolina Panthers, though, are looking up at Atlanta and Tampa. If you're a Carolina fan, you're like, okay, so Atlanta's welcoming in Tom Brady next week for the right to take over first place? Really? That's what's happening in Atlanta with Marcus Mariota? And we've got Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Those are no slouches. And a defense that can, you know, light things up. Next up for them is Jimmy Garoppolo coming into town, and that's already causing Matt Rule to take questions on this very day. Hey, weren't you interested in Jimmy Garoppolo as well? What happened there? You were worried about his shoulder? And they could potentially go one and two on a three-game home stretch before they come out here to take on the Rams and then the two teams above them in the standings in Tampa and Atlanta. Meanwhile, in the state of Wisconsin, the Badgers surprised everybody and told Paul Crest, we're done here. Wow. They fired him middle of the season. Things are not looking great for Wisconsin. Okay. I think Illinois was the latest to come in and curb stomp him at home. Jim Leonard is now the interim head coach, and I think they were kind of concerned that he might bolt himself. He's, he's in demand, and I think he's going to do very well there. I know they named him interim, but... And I'm hearing, you know, there's a lot of people that might be interested in the Wisconsin job and they in whoever those people are. I think it's Leonard's job personally, but I, I, I don't know. But at the same time, Matt Rule is now 11-26 and 26 in Carolina. So people are already saying, well, maybe, uh, maybe you want to go back to college? Huh? That was a question asked of Matt Rule today. He was asked if he's been reached out to. He was Nebraska open, two Big Ten jobs open. Has he been reached out to by colleges? Any of the colleges that have openings reached out to you? Uh, I'm not getting to talk about that. I'm I'm the Carolina Panther head coach. That's it. Onward. I didn't hear the word no. Well, I mean, but, well, I mean, maybe they have reached out to him. But he, but could you imagine if he's like, yeah, they've reached out to me. He can't say that, even if be he, honest about he it. He can say no. He can just lie and well, say maybe, no. Well, but the, it's better than <laughs> the Panthers coach. I mean, he's the Panthers coach. He's. The, I'm focused on what I don't. I don't have a problem with his answer. Yeah, he's st- focused the on what's in front in the of him here. Was uh, not good. Indication. So what? That means hey, if they reach out to him, that means he's in demand. I'm wondering if David Tepper is going to call somebody. You know, maybe JJ Watt. Big cat. All the all the Wisconsin folks can pull their money together. Call it a favorite Murph. Murph, who's been banned from the show. The Murph is Wisconsin. I haven't heard from him talking about, you know, <laughs> he refers to Harbaugh as Mr. Khaki Pants. How's Mr. Khaki Pants doing? Free Murph. Uh, you know, he's undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, Michigan's nice. Maybe all the Wisconsin folks can get together and get uh, David Tepper uh, a new uh, new coach. I mean, Baker's got a coach on a hot seat, well, and he's got and he's one and three. Man, he, they need to win fast. That's a situation where, where you're not marathoning. You better start sprinting now. Speaking of Michigan, I'll just go there. We were? So, you know, yeah, you know, I just did, you, you know, know how Michigan, Michigan. Michigan's undefeated in the Big yeah, Ten. I didn't know that we were even talking about that. It's interesting. It's interesting, too, you know, <laughs> how, how, please, I mean, Michigan is just a member of the Big Ten. Um, that just has to usually play everybody. That's really difficult all to play, right, right. unlike anybody else. But you know Next what? Song. So, so I watched. I watched uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call of Michigan beating Iowa this week in Iowa. After Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt were on the call of their 
Big Ten opener against Maryland. And then next week, they're sending their crew to Michigan, Indiana, in Indiana. That's three straight big Fox, big noon kickoffs where they're sending their crew to a Michigan game. And then they just announced, you know what they announced a few uh, moments ago? What's that? Yeah, Michigan, Penn State is their big noon kickoff in two weeks. I'm just wondering, you know, Fox with their big audience, and they're keeps choosing Michigan. I don't know. Does Ohio State play? Do they play? I have a question. Do they play too? Because I know that Ohio State's doing well too, beating up on some other teams also. Just wondering if, if I don't know, maybe Michigan rates better? Maybe people are more interested in Michigan either way? I don't know. Is that what it is? I have a Maybe you can ask the people there in Fox why they keep choosing Michigan. Maybe Joe Clark wants a house in Ann Arbor. I don't know. Michigan's close to where they are the week before. What are you talking about? What the hell does that mean? If you need a good nap, just turn on a Big Ten game. They are the most boring games of all time. Got it. When your overs are like 40, that's not good football. Sorry, pal. That you, uh, you like, should have reached really, out to me like that you chose the Michigan-Iowa really game to go over. Boring. I don't know what planet Michigan-Iowa was going over. It certainly wasn't Earth. Should have reached out to me. Should have went over. It was, there was, it was just boring you football. Pushed. You should have pushed. You should have pushed. Should have pushed. Thanks for Maryland, though. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Okay? I did that game. Just if you want to see Michigan, one. just turn on the biggest game Fox has. <laughs> That's all. Oh, you. We oh, have, Albert Brewer's coming up. But we constantly he hear you talk he, about the largest alumni base. Yeah, we have it. So just simple math. Yeah, no, we if rate they, better if they watch. We rate better. Right. Michigan rates better. I, I, right. That's the only thing I can understand. Like the Cowboys. Maybe so. The Cowboys, right? We're the varsity, and you haven't won anything eh. in twenty-five years. Uh, <laughs> we're the defending varsity. We're the, we're the, I guess, or or you have the defending Big Ten champs on all the time. You got to go with the defending Big Ten champs. Hey, every once in a while, the Cowboys win the NFC East. Quite often, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's like the Michigan. I'm just There's no trophies. In the Final Four. There's no trophies. We in made the, case. the final. We made the Final Four, unlike the Cowboys. Have like in 25 years. Trying a correlation between Michigan well, and the Cowboys. No, because because clearly we rate. Why else? I don't understand. Uh, why else? I don't get it. It's Michigan, Iowa, Michigan, Indiana. I'm just throwing. Who's Ohio State everything. playing next week? Uh, they're playing uh, Michigan State. Oh, uh, why wouldn't that? I don't know. Alabama's now number one. Did you see that? I did see that. Georgia came awfully close to they losing. Just, they, just, they deserve to lose. That Ooh. game was awful. <laughs> Man, I turned on the SEC network for the first time ever. Yeah. I tweeted that out, and boy, did I get a whole earful yeah. from SEC fans. In Syracuse, 22. 22? We're back. 5 0. Where were you when you say you're back? Uh, not ranked. In the deep depth. <laughs> yeah, very, very bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like at the bottom. So, anyway, maybe I'll call Joel Klatt next week, see how Ann Arbor's doing, because I miss it. <laughs> 